Father, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, and you do deserve all the glory. Where will we be without your hand upon our lives? Where will we be without your ability to restore? Where will we be without your ability to take maybe negative experiences that we've walked through and things we face, but yet take our lives and turn things out for good with the enemy meant for evil? I, I thank you that you have the ability for turning things around for good. our last service for 2021 we're grateful we're thankful in Romans chapter 15 verse 5 he says now the God of patience and consolation you can say comfort grant you to be like minded one towards another according to Jesus Christ What's he want us to be like-minded about? Verse 6 says, That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. Even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified says, That together you may unanimously, with united hearts and one voice, praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Father, we glorify you. We don't glorify maybe symptoms that we have or sickness within our body. We don't glorify anything that you've redeemed us from. We don't glorify what we know the God of this world is doing. We don't glorify confusion. We don't glorify anger or hate. We don't glorify condemnation. We glorify you. We glorify you. We, we are grateful for you. And Lord, we just bring ourselves to you tonight, fresh and new. We, Lord, we bring every symptom that we might have in our bodies. We bring uh, even the, the, the bad reports we've received. We, rebore, we, we bring our financial lack before you. Lord, we cast every care upon you because we know you care for us. We release the weight of it. Cast every care upon him because he cares for you. One translation says the weight of it, the weight of it, what's been holding you down, what's been holding you back. Cast every care upon you, of him. The psalmist in Psalms 50, 56 says, he says that he sustains me. He goes, but for me, I I cast my burden upon the Lord and he sustains me. Thank you that you sustain us, meaning you have the ability to lift, lift us up above what we're facing and what we're going through. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and just, just thank him for his goodness and his faithfulness. Surrender to him. Hallelujah. He deserves all the glory. You know, how do we glorify God? We can glorify God with our worship. We can glorify God with our thanksgiving. We can glorify God with our, our, our obedience. Jesus said in John chapter 17, he said, I glorified you down on earth by completing down to the last detail everything you called me to do. That's how Jesus glorified the Father. 
We glorify God by putting his word first place. We glorify God by seeking first the kingdom of God and and his righteousness, his way of doing things. He deserves all the glory. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Everyone in this room and those watching by way of internet, I, I thank you that your peace would be present over every every heart and every life. I thank you, Lord, that according to Psalms 107, verse 20, you said that you sent your word and you healed us and you delivered us from all of our destruction. You told us in your word, you told us to bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me and forget not any of your benefits. Who forgives us of all iniquities and heals of all our diseases and crowns us with your loving kindness. Lord, I thank you that your peace, your loving kindness, your mercy would be so present, so prevalent, Lord, in our hearts. Those watching by way of Internet, I just thank you for just your healing presence to touch their bodies. Those that are battling coronavirus right now, we speak life over them. We we declare that their immune systems are strong. Father, I thank you that you created our bodies in a way that it would heal itself. Just like you, you cause blood, blood to clot and, and to, to bring something to something. You created things within our body to be able to perpetuate health. So, Lord, I thank you for, for our physical bodies doing what it was meant to do. Our immune systems doing what it was meant to do. And that is to come and bring aid and to fight any, any, anything that's perverted that doesn't belong in our bodies. So, Father, I speak for strong immune systems. Strong immune systems. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for divine nature. Hallelujah. Well, we love you tonight. We love you tonight. Hallelujah. And we thank you that 2022 is going to be an extraordinary year. A year where we see your open hand. And as we see your open hand, I thank you that we will see extraordinary, unusual, and supernatural provision in every area of our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe that, give me a shout of praise tonight. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Hallelujah. God is good. Why don't you turn to someone, give them a high five, tell them it's good to see them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, there's Mama over there. Mama, can you stand up? Now, this is my African Mama. Um, she's, she's visiting from Kenya, so it's good to have you. She's going to be with us for the month of January, and so it's always good to have you. When we're, when, when we're in Kenya, she's always... She brings, uh, she brings my wife chapati and uh, fresh fruit every day, so it always blesses my wife. So that's, if you didn't know, that's actually Jenny and Shex's mom and, well, all the Kenyans' mom. <laughs> but she's my, she's my African mama, so it's so good to have you and looking forward to seeing you over the time that you're here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Psalms chapter 145. Psalms 145. And, and we're going to do something a little different tonight. Um, this is the last, this whole last year on Wednesday nights. Um, I know some people are out of town still and different things going on. I'm so glad you made it out tonight. 
And so all of 2021 uh, for Wednesday nights, our theme was Living Uncommon. And, uh, and that's what we dealt with. And, and um, when we get to the end of the service, I'll talk, you about, talk to you about what our theme is for uh, next year for Wednesday nights. But tonight, I've, um, initially, we're going to have several of our pastors that are on staff that we're going to share a scripture with you, something that was in their heart to deposit in, in, in each one of us um, as, we, as we step into 2022. But uh, Pastor Phil and Pastor Diane couldn't be here tonight. Annette is over working into three to five-year-olds. Um, so I had them send me their scriptures, so we'll go over that. So, so my, and then Nikki's with her sister. She had a, she had a, um, a procedure today that went great, and, and so she's uh, with her so Dave could do some things. And, um, and so, but I'm excited about 2022. And um, how about you? Yeah. Amen. So uh, I guess I told you to get there. I guess I need to get there. So Psalms 145. And this has been a key scripture um, as we're preparing to go in this next year. Without reading the whole chapter, <clears throat> I'll start with verse 14. It says, The Lord upholds all those of his own who are falling and raises up all those who are bowed down. Are, are you grateful for that? <laughs> Has there been a time in your life where you've fallen? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, well, through the grace of God and the mercy of God, it says he raises us up. Verse 15 says, The eyes of all wait for you, looking, watching, and expecting. This past Sunday I talked about waiting on the Lord, and we may continue to talk about that this Sunday. So the eyes of all wait upon you, looking, watching, and expecting. That's what waiting is. Waiting is looking, watching, and expecting. Looking, watching, and expecting. It's not just sitting back doing nothing. If you're waiting on God, you are, you are, you're looking into Him to make up the difference in your life. Wherever you might be lacking in your life, when you look to Him, you're looking Him to, to do what you can't do in your own ability. That's what the grace of God is all about. The grace of God is all about God adding His supernatural to your natural. And I don't know about you, but I need the grace of God every day of my life. So the eyes of all look, looking, watching, and expecting. And it says, so those that are looking, watching, and expecting, what does He do? It says, you give them their food in due season. And it says, you open your hand and you satisfy every living thing with favor. And that's what this next year is all about. It's about us believing that the God's open hand, that we're going to see God's open hand over the church. We're going to see God's open hand over our lives. We're going to see God's open hand, you know, working in our families, working in our, working in our call, working in our business, working in our profession. Wherever God's called you, wherever he's positioned you, understand that God's open hand, God's hand is going to be over you to direct, to guide, to, to protect, to strengthen everything that God's called you to do. So I believe 2022 is a year of God's open hand. And we will see God's supernatural, unusual, and extraordinary provisions. Now I've got a, a script, I've got Pastor Phil's scripture, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do all the preaching tonight. And, uh, but Pastor Phil's scripture uh, comes from Ezekiel chapter 47, and it's verses 1 through 5, so you can, you can write those down. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read all five verses, but I'll start out with the first one. It says, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters it issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood towards the east, and the waters came down from under from the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. And so this is a picture that Ezekiel's having of the throne of God. 
He is getting a picture of the throne of God, but also, I believe, the last day's church as well. It says, Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate, by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And, and some of you know these scriptures. He, he talks about that it went eastward. He measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through, the waters were to the loins. After, and this is verse 5, after he measured a thousand, it was a river that could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. And this is what Pastor Phil wrote. He says, the year 2022 affords us the opportunity... To flow with God. To flow in the river of God. And it's in that place where we will find and see unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural and unlimited provision in the times of chaos, confusion, and perilous times. That was one of the words that we've held on to by our founder that said that this next year that we will continue to see chaos in the world. We'll continue to see dark times but don't don't be discouraged by that. So here he says that it's in that, that in the river of God, that you'll see these things. He goes, this will be a year of advancement for the church. And when I say church, I'm meaning you. You are the church. And you will see a greater, we'll see a greater corporate anointing. That as we gather together, there will be a greater presence. There will be a greater strength. And there will be a greater ability. Where one can chase a thousand and two can put ten thousand to flight. That as we operate and we flow together with God, in the river of God, in the presence of God, in the word of God, we will, it will be a year of advancement for us as a church as a whole, but also as you as an individual as we step into this next year. Pastor Diane's scripture was Galatians 2, verse 20. and says, I'm crucified with Christ. <clears throat> Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. And this is what Pastor Diane wrote. As we enter the year of the open hand of God, which brings unusual, extraordinary, supernatural provision. She says this, may I be a witness to others. May we be witness to others to reach out to God's provision for their personal salvation. We must share with them to simply come to him in faith. We can't do anything in our own strength or own ability. We must trust Jesus to live his life through us. Because we are crucified with Christ. Joseph, I'm going to have you come up and share what's in your heart. Joseph, if you knew who Joseph is over uh, evangelism, pastor over evangelism. So. Well, amen. Squadron, attention. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we would do that in the military all the time. So listen up. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Thank you for the word on Sunday. Um, we've just been given the prophetic word. We're getting ready to go into 2022. So what does that mean as a body of believers? We've got to get ready for the invasion. We've got to get ready. We've got to get set up. We've got to go in. So the scripture the Lord gave me was is Ephesians 5.8. So if she could just put that up there for us, Ephesians 5.8. For you were sometimes darkness. Okay. But now... Are you the light of the Lord, right? You're, you have light in the Lord. There is light on the inside of you. 
We need to walk as children of the light. Now, we need to examine ourselves, okay? So this is a perfect time. we got January 3rd coming up, 21 days, right? Seek God first, first things first. So it's imperative at this time that we activate our faith. Well, how do you do that? you got to examine your, t- your days, your times, your hours. You're going to have to set aside time for the Lord. We're going to have to focus on the Word of God, like Pastor Justin said. We're going to have to make this Word first place in our life, okay? And we're going to have to get the Word before us, okay? And we're going to have to take the Word that Dr. Svell did, and I've got this here for like the last five years. One of them is on my phone. But every year we got a Word from God, I would write it down, I would make one of these pamphlets up, and I would go over it just about every day. I would go over this all the time. Every year that we've had, every, every word that was spoken to us, where do I fit in this? How do I get into this? All right? So here's what we're going to need to do. We're going to need to fast. Okay? Find something, just like what Pastor Justin said. Find something. Uh, don't focus on a negative anymore. Stop focusing on the word. And uh, I was really led about uh, Daniel. I want you to think something about Daniel. Uh, he went and lived in a society that was racist toward Jews. He went and worked in an ungodly administration in an ungodly kingdom for three different kings, even into a fourth uh, king and administration. Okay, And Daniel purposed in his heart that he was not going to be defiled. And that's hard to do. Now, I want you to imagine that. People looking for mistakes in your life. And Daniel purposed in his heart. Okay, So he did what the, he knew the word of God. He got into the word of God. He got himself ready. Okay? Now, you're going to have to dig down deep because when you become a Christian, you're expected to walk in the light, okay? That is what you're expected to do as a Christian. I don't care how it feels. I don't care what the situation is around you. You're going to have to remember these words. Hey, guys, okay, I've been in the military, okay? I served in the Pentagon, okay? I worked for a lot of generals. I I was over a lot of things, okay? So mistakes could happen, and it would cost people's lives or it would cost a lot of money, okay? So these words I'm saying to you, I'm not trying to show off. I'm just being humble with you, and I'm just being ready. I look at a bunch of winners right here. I'm going to get you ready. That's my job is to get you ready. I want you to look the enemy in the eye when adversity comes. I, I don't want you to try to rely on good feelings. I want you to look the enemy in the eye, and I want you to take the sword of the word of God, and I want you to stick it right in the devil, and I want you to look him in the eye when you're doing it, and I want you to tell him just exactly where he belongs and just exactly who you are in the name of Jesus. And you're going to have to do that. Because the devil's going to look to see if you're for real or not. He's going to look to see if you understand this or not. A bully doesn't give up. A bully's going to try to put his face, your face, in the ground. He's going to try to put his foot on your neck. I don't want that. I don't want that in the body of Christ. So you are the light. You have the light on the inside of you. It's time to activate it, and it's time to walk in it. So let's be like Daniel. Let's, let's purpose in our heart that we're going to go ahead and be children of the light. We're going to be the answer. Because what did they do? They came to Daniel, and Daniel gave them answers. And it came from the Lord. Daniel wasn't disrespectful. Daniel wasn't disrespectful to the administration. He didn't badmouth the king. He didn't badmouth the people of the nation. He didn't do that. No, he stayed focused on the word of God. So we're going to take this word. We're going to find time in our daily lives. We're going to go over this word, okay? You're going to start going over it day and night. You're going to go over it and over it. You're going to make yourself a little pamphlet. However it is, however you want to make it that works for you, okay? Because I'll I'll do little pictures and little graphs and things like that that work for me. Then I start confessing it. Then I start walking in it, okay? And I become a child of light. And, uh, excuse me, Paul would say in Romans 13, verse 12, that uh, the night is far spent, 
the day is at hand. Let us cast off darkness, then the works of darkness, and let's put on the armor of light. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, come on. You know what the devil's seeing right now? If the devil, if you could see what the devil sees right now, he's afraid of you. He's afraid of you because you got the word. You're born again. You got the light and the love of the Lord on the inside of you. Oh, my goodness. Imagine, imagine the things the Lord has in store for you. Imagine that, you know. And I mean, when, uh, and the thing I like was on D-Day, when the Americans are on the beach, the invasion is happening. They got all this power behind them, all this resource, all this power behind them, right? But they're stuck on the beach. They're pinned down by infrared fire, right? And so, you know, uh, I just love this because I always love to, to use this. Anytime the Lord has us go into a new level, right? There's only two kinds of people on the beach, those that are dead and those that are going to die, right? So let's go forward, right? So let's stop griping and complaining about circumstance. Let's stay focused on the word of God and let's just go forward and just see what the Lord will do. Because that's what Daniel did. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. And I got to tell you something. When everybody saw them, they said, those guys are of the Lord. The Lord is with them. And I mean, the Lord honored them. Now, do you know what? Daniel must not have felt like the Did you think, Daniel, when he stood before the king, how did he feel, right? How did he feel? He knew the Lord was with him, right? But when he did what the Lord said to do, what happened? The Lord showed his hand. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? When they're standing there before the fiery furnace, all that stuff's going on around them. Oh, my goodness. So I love you guys. I believe that each and every one of you in here, the Lord's got something for you. And uh, there's nobody on the team that's not worth anything. So I really do believe that 2022 is the year of the open hand. We're going to see adversity. It's already, it, it's out there, okay? But, man, we're children of the light. So let's go forward. Let's tell the devil where he belongs. Let's tell the devil who we are. And listen to the Holy Spirit. So, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Joseph. Be children of the light. You know, just what Joseph's talking about is taking the word of God as being a priority. That's, that's, that's the bottom line for a believer, that we live by the word of God. That's how we, that's how we live. This is our guidebook in life. And, and, um, and, and so it's just, I've just seen God just come through so many times just in my own life, just by just understanding putting the God, God's word first place. I want to go to a net scripture. Net scripture is in Second Chronicles chapter 15. Verse 2 says, And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you're with him. Now think about that. The Lord is with you, excuse me, (coughs) while you're with him. If you seek him, inquire of him, craving him as your soul's necessity, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long time, Israel was without a true God, without a teaching priest, and without the law. But when they, in their trouble, turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and in desperation sought him, he was found by them. It's interesting. He says, when they, when, they, when they, in their trouble, turned to the Lord, he was found by them. Verse 7, <clears throat> be strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak or slack, for your work shall be rewarded. Verse 12, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, 
the God of their fathers, and to yearn for him with all their heart's desire and with all their soul. And this is what Annette wrote. It's a covenant of worship. To always seek him and yearn for him with all your heart's desire and all my soul. This seeking will keep my heart pliable and responsive to him. I sense a crucial call to stay. Just stay at his feet with a heart of worship, ready for anything that he wants me to do. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. When I delight in him, his desire becomes my desire, and he gives me when I delight in him. So be strong, and let your heart, let your hands not be weak or slack, for your work shall be rewarded. And then verse 12 again, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord. See, it's a covenant to seek the Lord. It's a, it's a decision on your part. Are you going to stay connected? That's what Joseph is saying. That's what Pastor Phil is saying. That's what, of getting in the river. It's are you, are you going to choose to stay connected? Because they were in perilous times. They were in disappointing times. But it was in the staying connected that they saw God's, their, their desire come to pass. So, Eric? Good evening. Y'all are quiet tonight. Is it because you're listening? I came uh, to get your hopes up in 2022. I used to go into prison and, uh, and we'd preach Jeremiah 29, 11 in the prison. That they could have a future and a hope. So I've done it there. So your faces don't bother me at all. And so one of the things that I believe we're going to see in 2022 as, as the darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people, what's happened over the last two years is this onslaught of evil that has come on the earth has uh, caused God's people to uh, lose hope, uh, despair, and even some have been hopeless. And there's been an onslaught of mental uh, warfare that has happened. And, and I've heard more talk in the last two years of people uh, having thoughts of suicide, uh, people, you know, that have committed suicide, and those kinds of things. And uh, we can't, when it comes to Scripture... The scriptures there, like Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 60, the times that we would live in. And I believe we're living in that time. Darkness covered the earth, gross darkness to people. I mean, this is the most evil this world has ever been. And we could, we, I could go on a, a list, but you guys know what it's like. I mean, uh, anyway, I'm not going to go off on all that. But there's always a but and and that that bud is always for God's people and the hope that God will give to his people and how he's the God of hope and he's the God of our salvation and how he'll deliver us out of all troubles. And so the scripture I'm going to read, I've, I've actually preached on it. I'm sure uh, a lot of people have, but it's in Psalms 27 and it says, I would have lost heart. This is David. I would have lost heart. In other words, he's saying, I would have given up. I would have lost hope. Unless I believed, I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, there, so there's something to what we're looking at 
and what we're, what we're believing that we'll see and what we're putting our hope in. If you're putting your hope in that this world will be a better place, you've got your hope in the wrong thing. Because this world is going to get worse and worse. You say, well, that's not good news. No, the good news is that God and his people is going to make a way for his people to prosper, to be in health, to, to be in, in refuge, to be under the shadow of his wings. And there's things that God will do in the midst of troubled times. And so Jesus said in the end, be not troubled in troubled times. And so we have to get our hopes up because faith is the substance of things. What? And so David goes on to say, so be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. He says, wait, I say on the Lord. The Amplified says, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. In other words, if I'm waiting on something, I'm looking there. I've got my eyes on this. You can't, you can't get my eyes off of this because I'm expecting, I'm waiting, I'm hoping. Uh, this other, the Passion Translation says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be brave and courageous. See, God doesn't, is not limited by who's in the White House. So, so many Christians like lost hope because their vote didn't get in the White House. Be it fair or not. God is not limited by who is in the White House and God getting things to you and your success in life and your living victorious is not limited by who's in government. It is, it is all about who you have your hope in. So he says, be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up tonight. Well, you get people's hopes up, they'll be disappointed. The scripture says that he doesn't, that hope never disappoints. Look it up. <laughs> it says, keep waiting. Yes, keep waiting for he will never disappoint you. So another scripture says, may the God of hope. So he's the God of hope. Uh, another translation of that says, may the source of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace. Now, if you've got joy and you got peace, it's a little different look on your face than moping in on a Wednesday night. No, I've got joy. I got peace. So it doesn't matter what's going on around me because I've got hope. It doesn't matter. I carry God on the inside of me, his presence, and, and I can change the circumstance and the environment that I'm in anywhere and everywhere I go. Because light dispels the darkness. And so he says, uh, have confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. And there's, there's <coughs> excuse me, a lot more to this, but... David's talking to himself and he says, why am I discouraged? Have you ever asked yourself this? I think a lot of times people don't even realize it. It's just a, it's just a, well, it's just life. That's how we just go. Well, it's just life. Well, you don't, you don't have to live like just life. Jesus said, I came to give you life. 
and that you have it more abundantly. And so he says, why is my heart so sad? Why just look at all the things that are going around and going on and it just grieves me? Well, don't look at it. You're looking at the wrong things. You're saying you should be ignorant? No, I'm saying that you should have your eyes on God. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. He says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. This is a key for every believer in 2022 is praise. Because you can't praise and not be thankful. You can't praise and not feel the presence of God. You can't praise. In fact, there's a lot of times where it's an effort to do this. No, I don't feel like praising. That's when you need to praise. Because your praising in faith is the very thing that will change your circumstance. When you don't feel like it. So David's saying, why are you discouraged? You know, why, why are you sad within me, soul? Why do you feel like this? For, I'm, for I've yet to pray. I'm about to praise. I'm about to get my praise on. And our praise has to come up to another level. Corporately and personally at home. This shouldn't be the only place where you praise. Praise and thanksgiving go together. So it's talking about being thankful. And that's, that's where God got upset when they began to complain. Because complaining is unthankfulness. And it's not praise. But when they remembered his works, well, what are they doing? I'm recalling. I'm remembering. I'm praising God. I'm praising him for who he is. I'm praising him for what he's done. I'm praising him for what he's about to do. I'm praising him. I'm praising him. I'm thanking him. I'm thanking him. I may not see it, but I'm doing, going back. I'm waiting. I'm hoping for, and I'm expecting the Lord. And it says he'll never disappoint. So our praise, our praise, our, our praise has to come up. We got to go to another level. It's not that we've been on a low level. We have to go to another level. Danny, come out. Pastor. Joseph. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for Danny. And I thank you, Lord, that you led him here seven years ago. In, a, in just seeing an H. <laughs> Never heard of Heritage of Faith. But I thank you that you've drawn him here for such a time as this. I thank you for all those times and hours of leading worship, even leading a choir when he was five years of age, Lord. I thank you for the years of experience. We draw on the gifts. We draw on the praise. We draw on the heart of humility. And I just thank you, Father, for coming up in praise. I thank you, Father, for the, the sound of heritage of faith to come up to another level. Thank you for the sound. The sound. Thank you that you give... Danny, vision, vision, and, and the ability to hear the sounds of heaven on what's supposed to be released from this house. I thank you, Father, that we come up in praise. 
we come up in praise. That we understand that praise is a weapon. Praise is not a formality on how we begin a service. But I thank you that praise will be our weapon. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for sending people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. They're skilled, excellent, creative, passionate about what they do and who they serve. That Danny would be able to steward and be sensitive to the gifts that you call to this house. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you that we don't have performers, we have worshipers. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that, that we've seen great things. Cassie, great things. Know you're taking the body of Christ to another level. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, church, say, say, this, say this to about yourself. I'm coming up in praise. I'm going up to another level. Now go ahead. Go ahead and praise him. Are you thankful for anything that he's done? Has he done anything in your life that's any good? Do you have anything to be thankful for? Somebody said, well, well, depression is real. So I took that to the Lord. Lord, they say, they're saying this. They're saying depression is real. He said, he said, it's real. It's real unbelief. So I tell you like a skit that I saw one time. Where the guy came in and he's counseling him. He said, you know, I struggle with this and I struggle with that. And the man said, well, stop it. He said, so you want me to stop it? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> stop. Stop doing that. Praise. All right, I'm off that. Uh, Daniel chapter 6 is where Nikki's scripture is. And Daniel had distinguished himself. Uh, Brother Joseph talked about this with an excellent spirit. And in verse 10, it says, Daniel knew that, that the writing was signed. He went home, his upper room, he opened the windows. He knelt down, prayed. He gave thanks as it was his custom. And the men assembled and found Daniel praying and, and made supplication. So he didn't change anything that he was doing. He kept praying. Verse 14, the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. So the king was displeased with himself that uh, Daniel had gotten in trouble and he, and he had caused it. The king, an ungodly man, was displeased with himself. Because a godly man who was, who was godly, 
that everybody knew was godly, who prayed, who was his custom to pray, and everybody knew what he was doing. And so he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. An ungodly man set his heart on Daniel to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. So God put Daniel on this ungodly man's heart to deliver him. I believe maybe an angel just sat on this king that said, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel, deliver Daniel. He's a godly man. He's a godly man. You, should, you shouldn't be pleased with yourself that you caused him trouble. You've caused him trouble. You, he needs deliverance. He needs deliverance. And so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions because he had made this decree. So it had to be done. But the king spoke to Daniel saying, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. So Daniel was so godly in this king's eyes that the king believed in Daniel's God to deliver Daniel. And then, now the king went to his palace, spent the night fasting. <laughs> no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. So this guy couldn't sleep. Till Daniel was delivered, this guy couldn't sleep. Then the king arose very early in the morning, went into haste in the den of lions. When he came to the den, he cried and said, the king spoke, Daniel, servant of the living God. Our God is a God of salvation. Our God is a deliverer. So it doesn't matter what circumstance that we come up against. And that's what I'm saying is when we, another word that's been coming to me is refuge. He's our refuge and our strength. Our refuge is a strength and it's a fortress that we, that we can hide under the shadows of, of the Almighty. And that he will deliver us out of any trouble, all trouble, whatever it takes he is the God of our salvation. He's the God of deliverance and he's the God of hope. And so he said, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you? And he says, O king, live forever. So you're going to see God no matter what circumstance you're in. If you stay in faith, if you keep your eyes on him, that he'll deliver you out of every and uh, evil thing that the devil tries to throw your way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Man, let's not take Eric's phone, and I'll close out with this. Go to Acts chapter eleven. Acts chapter eleven. And also, I'll be in Acts chapter nine. You know, one of the things that we've you're talking about we're not we don't make light of things that are happening in the world. We don't put our head in the sand and things don't exist. People aren't facing things, people aren't going through things. The thing is is we don't we don't make that our focus. You know, in Acts chapter 11 it's interesting because because at this time, you know, the the church of the church was based in Jerusalem. Jesus' half brother was the pastor of it. And and if you read around verse 15 or 16, 17 in Acts chapter 11, the church was scattered. The church in Jerusalem was really dispersed because of the stoning of Stephen. And so there was, there was persecution. There was things that were happening. People didn't like, people didn't like the church. 
The world didn't like the church. I mean, the, the religious leaders didn't like the church. And let alone the Romans definitely didn't like the church. So there, there was this, this, this position that the church was in. And it was a position of it, it, they were in the midst of chaos. They were in the midst of, uh, of a lot of negative things happening. And, and therefore it's dispersed. But I believe God took this where the enemy was trying to stop and where the enemy was trying to consume. God took this opportunity to where the church then spread to, to the different parts of the world. You know, up to this time, they weren't even called Christians yet. We didn't even have that vernacular. They weren't until, until Barnabas hears of what's happening in, in, in this town called Antioch. And they, they hear and they're having this conversation in Jerusalem about what's taking place and all the, the amazing things that are happening. And, and they're hearing, you know, the things that happened when the Holy Spirit first fell. Those things that are happening in Jerusalem. He goes, we hear that they're happening in Antioch also. And so let's send Barnabas down there and just see what's going on. So Barnabas shows up, and this is verse uh, 23, I believe it is. Actually, verse 22, it says, The rumors of this came to the ears of the church, the assembly in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. And when he arrived and he saw what grace God was bestowing upon them, he was full of joy. He was full of joy. He saw... What was happening? See, in the church that in, in 2022, I believe we're stepping in to where people are going to see something in the church. They're going to see hope. They're going to see joy. They're going to experience it. They're going to say, hey, there's something real. I'm not sure about this God thing, but there's something real happening in this place, what they call the house of God. So he has, he's full of joy. And then it says this, and he continuously exhorted. He warned, and this is the Amplified, he warned, urged, and encouraged them all to cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord, resolute and steady purpose of heart. He continuously did this. You know, you know, Barnabas, actually, when he saw what was happening and the miracles that were happening and he saw what was going on, he went and found Paul. And he said, Paul, you got to see what's happening in Antioch. You got to see what's going down there because there's great things happening. And next thing you know, Paul comes with Barnabas and they stay there for over a year. And Paul and Barnabas preach every day for a year. But what was he preaching? Verse 23, he continuously exhorted. He continuously exhorted. He continuously exhorted, urged, warned, encouraged them to cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. I mean, so we're talking about, you know, Nikki's scripture was about Daniel. He had a steady purpose of heart to be one that sought the Lord. This steady purpose of heart, meaning I'm not moving. I'm not moving. There's a lot of things that can happen in the world and, and we could have even see things that we haven't even seen yet happen in our world. But we have to come to a place where, you know what? I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Yeah. Yeah. I know this is happening, but you know what? I'm not moving off the word. I'm not moving off of my hope. I'm not moving off of what I know God has planned and purpose for my life. But he had to cleave unto that's 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 cleave to that's that's to become one with. 
You know, the, 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 the vernacular in Genesis chapter one, that, uh, that a man should leave, leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife and they will become one flesh. So when he says, he says, cleave unto, cleave to, remain faithful to, what is he saying? Be one with. Be one with. And this is what you and I have to determine that no matter what happens in our lives, we are going to cleave unto the Lord. And let me close with this. There's a lot of scriptures I have, um, but I'll be talking about in the weeks to come on Sundays. But this other scripture um, is Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Now, this is, this is still in that, that time of persecution after Stephen's been stoned. And verse 31 says, in the Amplified, it says, So the church, say the church. So the church throughout the whole of Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace. Wait a minute. So all these churches had peace. But yet, all around them, there was no peace for the church. Peace, peace wasn't, in the natural, they shouldn't have had peace. So the church throughout the whole of Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was edified. So the church had peace and the church was edified. And the word edified there in this particular word means to grow in wisdom and virtue. They grew, edified, was they grew in wisdom. They grew in virtue, that's ability, integrity, piety. And walking in the respect and reverential fear of the Lord and in the consolation and exhortation of the Holy Spirit. And they continued to increase and were multiplied. Let me read this in the King James. And this was uh, just what was big in my heart for us as a church in 2022. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria. And they were edified. I don't know about you, but rest sounds good. Peace sounds good. Being edified, being built up, being strengthened. And walking in the fear of the Lord. That's cleaving unto the Lord. That's putting God first place. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And they were multiplied. So it's interesting when these things happened, then the church multiplied. When the fear of the Lord was present, when there was peace, when they were edified, they were walking in the fear of the Lord and they had the comfort, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They had hope. The church was multiplied. I mean, the enemy could not stop, even though the enemy was trying to destroy the church at this time. Yet the church multiplied. Because. It was walking in the fear of the Lord. That's putting God first place. That's saying, God, you're more important than anything else. Most of the, most of the time in my life when I've missed the mark or, or things didn't come out the way that I thought they should have come out in my life or my journey was most of the time because, because all of a sudden I was putting me first place. And that's the only way that our lives in the church are going to increase and multiply. Is when we walk in the fear of the Lord. 
And we have rest round about. We have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And we'll be multiplied. Multiplied sounds like extraordinary, supernatural, extraordinary provision. Multiplied. Increased. I don't know about you, but I, 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 I want to see your lives increase. I, I want to see each one of us walking in the fullness of our callings, of our purpose. Fullness within our relationships. Being able to hear his voice like we've never heard his voice. Seeing, reading his word and understanding his word like we've never understood it before. Having a hope and a confidence that is immovable no matter what's happening around us. That's the type of church, that's the type of believers we need to be in these last days. That's what, that's what people on the outside are needing. They're needing people that are confident in the God they serve. We don't, you don't need to be as fearful as everyone, as the rest of the world is. We have to be people of faith and confidence that our God is able and mighty to do what he said he would do. You know, if you don't have hope in God, then how are you going to deposit hope in someone else? If we don't have rest and peace in here, how are we going to give rest and peace to someone outside of these walls? If we're not walking in love in here, how are we going to walk in love towards people that aren't, aren't our brother and sister in the Lord? I mean, the word of God has to be real to, in our lives. His presence has to be real in our lives. It has to be personal in our lives. And that's why it was just big in my heart for, you know, starting next week on Monday, you know, first things first. You know, as based in, in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. And so that's why starting on Monday for 21 days, we'll be, we'll, the doors will be open here from 6.33 to 7.33. We'll pray. Um, it, maybe you're not able to come up here. Then you can just, maybe you're, you, you drive to Dallas each week. You can, you can pray in your car. Just pray and watch. You know what I mean? But, but the, pur- the purpose is, is for us to get, in, get ourselves in position to receive. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's like we just, well, okay, whatever will be, will be. If God wants to do something, no, God will do something. No, that's not how he works. He's a faith God. Faith pleases God. He doesn't go where he's needed. He, 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 he doesn't go where he's needed. If he goes where he's needed, then he's really failing. He goes where he's sought. He goes, where, he goes where people seek his face. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto us. So, so starting on Monday, we'll be, we'll be setting aside time to pray. We also, each Monday night, we also have corporate prayer at 7 o'clock as well. We'll also be reading throughout the Gospels. So it's about four chapters a day. We'll go through all the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John within those 21 days. And also, as, as Joseph brought up, finding something to fast. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's... Maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to label. I, I don't want to make. I don't want to make your fasting a a ritual. Pastor said this, or pastor said that. And no, I want you to ask the Lord. What What are some things that you need to? And I like to say this. Why do I fast? Fast doesn't. Fasting doesn't move God. Fasting moves me. You know, I say it this way. Fasting is about me getting clear so I can hear. It's getting me out of the way. So find something that, that, that may mean something to you and say, you know what? I'm going to set this aside for the next 21 days. And I, I'm going I'm to give myself to... And it's not, just, it's not just going without food. It's not a diet. 
It's, it's the purposes, the times that you, you is through, the times that you would be doing this. You know, that you're taking that time and getting the word, taking the time to pray. Because I believe the church needs to have peace, be, have rest round about, is edified, walking in the fear of the Lord, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and we'll see increase. Do you receive those words tonight? Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all the different words coming from different hearts and different ways. And I thank you that you'll continue to cultivate in each one of us a heart for your word. More than anything else, Lord, I thank you for that we'd have a desire for the word. We have a desire for your presence. We'd have a desire for to be used by you. And I thank you for 2022. I thank you that, that we will see your open hand over our lives in extraordinary ways. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you that we have great expectation. Great expectation. For all that you desire to do, all that you desire to do, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, Amen. You receive that word tonight, Amen. Thank God for the word, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> thank you, Father. Don't measure. Don't measure peace by the lack. Don't measure peace by the lack of difficulties. That's for challenges. When I say peace, peace is a spiritual force. Jesus said, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give unto you, not as the world gives. So don't try to measure your life. Well, I, well, you know, I still have troubles. I still have this or I still have that. That, that the thing is, is you can still tap into peace. No matter what you're facing. You can still tap into hope no matter what you might currently be seeing around you. Hope is a spiritual force. Faith is a spiritual force. And so often we try to... Feel like we, we want to feel peace, meaning meaning oh well I have everything will be good when 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 I get the right job and I have the the right relationships and I have all all that is is in place and oh I'm going to have peace then that that that's if you're waiting for that then it's never going to happen. You can have peace. I've had peace on the inside of me when. When, when I could tell you my story and you'd be like, you shouldn't have peace, Pastor Justin. That's why the word and spending time with him and cleaving to him is so important. Because it's living out of that, it's living out of that relationship with God. Amen.